Are you ready? Hey there, you are listening to Think Tank Millionaire Podcast, where on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then get ready to buckle up. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Welcome to the Think Take Millionaire podcast, a podcast where you have real entrepreneurs talking about real problems and giving you real solutions on how to scale to the next level. Today, I am doing a solo podcast, and I'm going to be talking about the five steps to building a team that gets you to multi seven figures. Because at the end of the day, building a business from zero to six figures is probably the hardest piece of building a business. But to be honest, the second most hardest piece is building a multi seven figure business, especially if you've never led a team before. And it's very different. If you're in a nine to five job now, and you're going to build a business, it is very different being a CEO than being a manager or director, or even a vice president. They're very, very different because there's nobody above you telling you what to do. So after building from zero to six figures, the next hardest thing to do is building a team that can help you get there because your team can make and break you zero to six figures. It's all you. If you're smart and you're talented, it's not hard to build a six figure business because it's all mostly 90% you. But once you get to multi six figures and you're trying to go to seven and multi seven figures, it's probably only 60% you and 40% your team. So that 40% can make or break your business. So you have to have the right team in order to succeed. Reed Hoffman, who's the co-founder of LinkedIn once said, it doesn't matter how smart your brain is or how good your plan is. If you're playing a single game, you will always lose to a team. And the truth is the lone wolf entrepreneur never wins. Yes, you could build a six figure, maybe a seven figure business if you really figure it out and how to do it. But at the end of the day, most people that have a seven figure business, I don't really know many people that don't have a team and people around them. It doesn't mean you have to have a big, massive team. Like we have over 50 full-time people in our team. It doesn't mean you have to have that, but you need a team, right? So think about Google or or Disney or Ford, Tesla, none of these mega big companies don't have a team, right? They all have teams and none of them are solo operations. They were all created by a team because more brains is better than one. And as an eight-figure entrepreneur, I can't emphasize the importance of building a team. And it's hard. It's not easy to build a team. And I've built all of my businesses and my success with a team behind me. At the end of the day, right now, I'm at the point in my career where it's 25% me and it's 75% my team. And that's why it's so important to build your team when you're going through multi six figures and early seven figures to build a good core foundation of a team early on, because once you get to eight figures, it's mostly not you. And so the higher you get in revenue, the less it relies on you, which means your team has to be really solid, but building a team is not easy. It involves bringing in the right people and giving people clear roles and so much more than that. It took me years to finally figure out how to create a high-performing team. I've made so many mistakes building teams. I still make mistakes, but to me, it's the most important thing. So let's talk about the five things you need to do and the five things you need to be looking for. So the very first thing is you have to build a resilient team because being an entrepreneur is hard, especially in running a small business, you're going to have ups and downs. 
and your business will experience rough times. Look at the pandemic, look at everything that's happened. If you're going to build a business, there's, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. Look at Apple and Google and Tesla. They even have ups and downs, right? I know that Elon Musk recently just laid off a lot of people in his company. And so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, but you have to build resilience in your team because there's always going to be ebbs and flows of your business. And that's never going to change no matter who you are and exactly how big your business is. So when you're building a team, you want to make sure that they're not only able to perform, but they're actually able to do the best that they can and, and keep their abilities going during tough times. And there is a saying that change comes from the top down, but I like to think that change comes from the inside out, right? If one of your team members is unable to push through in trying times, that just doesn't affect them, but it affects the entire team, especially if they're a leader or director or vice president or head. So you've got to make sure that you build resilience from the top down and that you build a culture of resilience and to create a team of motivated and resilient leaders, you have to make sure that you understand yourself that your business is going to go through hard times. So how do I do this? I make sure that people clearly have accountability for their jobs. They know what their role is. They know what they're accountable for. And I put it on them to be successful. And I give them measurements. I make sure that they clearly understand what they have to achieve. So when things fail, I don't give them the solution. I say to them, all right, it's not working. What's the solution? I put it back on them. So then it teaches teaches them how to problem solve, how to create solutions so that when things fail or when things aren't going right, what happens? They know how to build solutions. And instead of crying in a corner that it's not working, they're good at building solution and problem solving that builds resiliency right? Resiliency is the ability to bounce back up. But if you don't know a solution or how to create solutions, it's really hard to be resilient and bounce back up. The second thing is align team dynamics. You can't have a splinter team. They have to all be aligned. So teams that have similar goals tend to perform better. So having a team that have a common goal set and feel like they can communicate about those goals together, all will be rowing in the same direction. At the end of the day, you don't want the oars hitting each other, right? You want everybody rowing going in the same direction. And the last thing your team needs is that because at the end of the day, any friction and when people are not rowing in the same direction, it means you're just going to end up being still or going backwards. And that's not what you want. And a team's productivity is greatly boosted when there's a strong moral of trust and open communication amongst its members. So for example, a team that has a belief that you can win no matter what leads to higher productivity. And that is coming from the top down. You'll notice that a lot of this comes from the top down and what you do as a leader ends up actually being what your team does as well. So how do I personally do this? I bring people along for the ride. Literally, I'm constantly bringing people to conferences that I'm going to. I'm bringing them to important meetings. I even give revenue share to my really big time employees that are helping me and bring them in on the deal. When people feel like they understand where you're heading. And when they feel like they have a piece of the action, they're not only more motivated, but they're so much more better aligned with the bigger picture of the company because they feel like they're not just an employee, but they're actually a part of it. And this is something that I've done that works really, really well. The third thing is you want to create a culture of open communication. I mentioned this 
this early before, but open communication is so, so important. As a leader, you have to be able to put the effort in to creating an open communication. It can't just be dictatorship of you telling everybody what to do. People have to feel comfortable to come to you and speak to you and be able to share their thoughts. Because honestly, some of the best ideas for our company didn't even come from me. They came from my employees because I give them the opportunity to speak. I give them that opportunity to share their thoughts and ideas. And that's something that's really important. So how do I do this? By being open yourself as a leader, you have to be open and honest. When things aren't going well, I'm honest about it. When things are going great, I tell everybody, hey, we're killing it. Keep going. I share revenue. I share what we're doing. I have nothing to hide. When we win an account, I'm they're the first people that I'm shouting, yes, we did it. Good job. Let's go. Let's go. If I'm personally having a bad day, I am so honest with my business partners. I tell them the truth. I tell them what's going on. But most importantly, you have to be willing to listen. Because if you don't listen, then it's going to be really difficult for you to hear when people are actually talking to you, because then they're going to feel like you're not listening. I know in the past, I've had my team members say, I feel like you're not listening. And it's because I'm not confirming that I hear them. I'm listening. But if I'm not like, I understand, I hear you, that's a great idea. They think you're not listening. And sometimes they hear no. And this is another thing. You have to be careful to say no too much, because then they won't feel like they can come forward and speak to you. You have to understand that sometimes if you say no too many times to them, they're going to feel like they don't have a say and that they should just shouldn't open their mouth. So what I have learned in my career is don't say no, give them a spin of the idea or an explanation like, Hey, great idea. However, I did this two years ago and this was the result. So what if instead we do X, Y, and Z? right? So just a spin on it. The fourth thing is you want to emphasize the value of learning. Learning is one of the most important things that you could do as an entrepreneur and a human, but also to encourage your team to do it. So if you want to establish a high performing team, it's important to create a culture of learning and you want your team to feel empowered to go out and learn new things and address all the challenges that the market brings. Because at the end of the day, emerging technologies are changing so quickly that new solutions have to have happen very, very quickly. Marketing's changing, social's changing, digital world. We're going to web three now. Like being able to stay ahead of the trends means that everybody has to be in learning mode. Now, what you don't want is employees learning all the time. You want them implementing. So what I always say is what, and how I do it is I encourage my team to learn and find solutions themselves, as I mentioned earlier. So I tell them, sign up for courses, sign up for other people's funnels, do research on our competitors, go to conferences, sign up for networking, build your own brands. Now, I also encourage them to sell. I don't care who you are. You're if, if you're not in business development or sales, if you're going to a conference, you should come back with a client, right? So I'm always encouraging everybody. I'm willing to pay for you to learn, but also you always got to be selling. Um, and that's something that's really important. But I empower them by making sure that they understand what their role is and what they're accountable for. And I want them to figure out the solution in order to win. In order to find the solution, you have to learn from others. That's just the reality of it. So when you empower your team to get their own results and to make sure that their role is getting the results to move the company forward, they're excited to learn. They're excited to do the research. And the most important thing is to understand that you have to encourage this and make sure that you talk about learning and how people are learning. Because if you're not learning, you're dead, right? The fifth and last one is identify measurable indicators, or I call them KPIs, key performance indicators. And to create a high-performing team, 
team, you have to establish goals. And ironically, so many people that are under seven figures just don't set goals or they set these unrealistic, oh, I want to make a billion dollars and they have no plan to get there. It's like you can't build the top of the stairs without building the actual staircase. You have to build the steps to get to the top of the staircase. So what I always say is set your goals. Like our goals, I want to hit 5 million this year in our coaching business, right? So if that's my goal, then how do I get there? Okay. Every month I have to hit X, my 25 employees, each of them have to hit Y. So you set micro goals that lead up to that big goal. And then we're paying attention to them every single day. And if your team, if they don't know their goals, then they're never going to actually achieve them because they don't even know what they're doing. So at the end of the day, they might be thinking they're doing a good job when they're not even achieving their goals because they don't even know what those goals are. And high-performing teams are more motivated, they're energized, they're innovative because they all have a common goal. So each of their goals ladders up to a big goal. And that big goal makes them feel like they're a part of it. They're contributing, right? So how do I do this? It's simple. I set micro goals for everybody and it all ladders up to the overall goal. So those are the five things that I personally think are super important to building a team to help you get to multi seven figures. If you're stuck in six figures, that means it is time to hire a team. If you have a team and it's not working, then you need to look at the roles and you need to look at what everyone's doing and how they're performing, but also as as a leader, what are you doing to make sure that you're building a high-performing team? Because in today's highly competitive environment, high-performing teams are critical for success. And if you don't have a high-performing team, then it's going to be very, very difficult to survive in today's world. In creating teams, the most important thing is you as a leader. You have to be intuitive and you have to make sure you're paying attention. And by knowing yourself, you will know what kind of employees are best fit for your company. So look for resilience resilient, open-minded, and people that are for your vision and your mission of where you're going with your company. Because at the end of the day, if you're all not rowing together, it's going to be really difficult to build a business. All right. So to summarize, the five major steps that you need to do is first, you want to build a resilient team. Second, align team dynamics. Third, create a culture of open communication. Four, emphasize the value of learning. And five, identify measurable indicators. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And to get access to all of our podcast episodes, you can go to our website, thinktankmillionairepodcast.com. If you're interested to learn more about our coaching program and how we can help you build a high-performing team to get to multi-seven figures or even eight figures, you can learn more at thinktankcoaching.com think is with a Y and make sure to hit the subscription button on whatever you're listening, whether it's Apple, Spotify, hit subscribe. So you can make sure that you get the weekly episodes that we put out every single week where we're teaching you how to scale your business through our mistakes. And if you have not already, we would appreciate if you can leave us a review because it helps us when we see great reviews, it makes us want to keep coming back and back and back. And it helps grow this podcast, which will keep us coming back and giving you advice every single week. Well, we will see you next week. And thank Thanks for listening.